If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello, and welcome once again to Vacation Rental Success. This is Heather Bayer, and I'm really pleased to be with you again. I'm actually pre-recording a number of interviews uh, over the next week. So when I go off on my annual RV trip down to the US, which starts um, in the at the end of September, I have all those interviews done because we're going to be in a number of places where, where there is really, really poor internet access. And I know when we were down in the US last year and we had this situation and I was really struggling to, to get a good connection for, the, uh, for, the, for, this, for recording. So this year I'm well ahead of the game. I've got some great people lined up to talk to. And today's is absolutely no exception. And it's been, it's been interesting at the end of, um, at the end of every season, we look through all our listings. We look at which one of them have performed really well. These are our registered properties. So we're looking at 180 odd to 200 properties, you know, which have performed really well, which have got the most bookings, which have got the most inquiries and and conversions. And then we look at the listings themselves. You know, we what are the pictures like? Are people being drawn in to the pictures or is it is it the text? And often we get inquiries through the year which make us go back and look at the text and think, ah, is there something that we've said here that is turning people off or or making them or, or confusing them? or their misunderstanding. So I know that from looking at the the wider perspective across a ton of listing sites, that people are really, really improving their photographs. But it's the copy, the words that we're using that also have a massive, massive impact on whether people will press that button to book online or whether they'll pick up the phone and start the conversation with you as the owner or as the manager. And that, of course, is what we want. We want that relationship to to get going in one way or another. So the copy we use, and this is not only in our listings, but it's absolutely everything we do. It's in our blogs, in uh, any PR press release, any any press releases, um, even down to the words we're using on Facebook and Twitter and any other platform, social media platform we might be on. So when my friend Andy McNulty, and Andy should need no introduction, he's been on this show a couple of times. And um, and for those of you who are using his absolutely fabulous vacation rental guides, um, Andy needs no introduction. So Andy has got together with a wonderful copywriter called Jessica Vozell. And they have created a company called Guesthook, which offers copywriting for you. And we're going to be talking to Jessica a bit later on in the interview about Guesthook. But you know, 
the most, the most, I've got some, a ton of questions I want to ask Jessica about how we write our listings, how we create a blog post, what, what sort of titles we should be using. What difference, in fact, does good copywriting make in a listing? Uh, the other thing that, that I think is really important is the owner bio. Who is the owner text that we use? I want to ask her how an owner can write a really compelling story, the sorts of words and phrases they need to use. So without further ado, let's pop over to the interview with Jessica <music> So I'm so delighted to have with, me, have with me today Jessica Vosel, who is a vacation rental copywriter and a partner in Guest Hook. Yes, that's right. Excellent. Jessica, tell us how you became a travel copywriter. And, and for that respect, tell us what a tra travel copywriter actually is. So give us your bio. Okay, great. So um, not, not to go too far back into, into the Stone Age of my life, but um, I actually went to graduate school for creative writing, and my life plan really was to teach writing and, and write fiction, write novels and short stories. But I figured out pretty quickly that teaching really wasn't, wasn't for me. It didn't play to my strengths. So I thought, okay, I need to do something a little different. Um, and I started brainstorming ways that I could, I could do more day-to-day -day writing, because that's, that's really where my heart was. So um, I started off with just any kind of copywriting or journalism gigs that I could get to sort of move out of that academic mindset. Um, and then, then I fell into a few travel writing gigs, which I just, I loved. I'm like, I thought, this is fun. This is something I could do every day. So I reached out to a few travel copywriters for advice. And just to, to answer your other question about what a travel copywriter is, um, it's basically just someone who, who sells travel brands, I suppose, whether that be large brands like, you know, the, the Hilton or a small-scale brand like one owner in a vacation rental with a vacation rental business. Um, so you're just, you're, you're, you specialize in understanding what, what guests want, what they're looking for when they're going to, to book accommodation or a, a flight, and then you, you speak to that in your writing, essentially. Okay, so you're, you're creating the magic. So when, yeah. some, when somebody looks at um, a piece of writing, they're drawn into, into the magic of it. Exactly. And travel is such a, a great place to, to be doing that because it is such a, a, a fantasy-based industry where you can really tap into that, th those, those travel desires, which I think are, are probably universal in a way. So I, I reached out to a few travel copywriters to try to understand how the industry even works. And I found a great contact named Christine Anderson. I don't know if you, if you know the name. She worked with Matt Landau for a while. She was his, his go-to uh, travel copywriter. So she and I worked on some, some projects together, and I really fell in love with it. I, I said, I could do this every day. I like working with individuals who have you know goals for their lives and for their properties. She decided to take a, a full-time full-time gig, working as a staff travel copywriter for a resort brand, and she, she handed over her contacts, and including Matt Landau, and it sort of just took off from there. <laughs> well, having Matt Landau as a contact is, is pretty good for anybody, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's been great. <laughs> He's been really great. He, he really kick-started my career for me, so I'm, I'm grateful. That is fantastic. And I, I, and I, you know, you come so highly recommended from other owners that, uh, that I've talked to that, um, you know, you clearly do know your job. 
And I, you, you made it, uh, it was very clear when you just said that you sort of got to get into the mindset of the guest. So right. it's not a matter. And this is what I see in so many listings where the owners are doing their own listings that they haven't done that. They haven't thought about what the guest is looking for. They're simply churning out the litany of what's in the property. You know, it's got a well-equipped kitchen. It's got a comfortable lounge and so many thread counts on the sheets. But it's not It's not getting into what the guest is, is really, really looking for. And, and it's interesting because as I've been looking at a lot, lot of listings recently, I can see that owners are really getting to grips with their photography. More and more are having professional photography done or, or they're learning you know, how to do it themselves and they're taking their photos in raw instead of just on the auto mode. And Tyanne Marsink, if you're out there listening to this, this is a lot of this is down to you. Um, Tyanne, of course, is a, is a fabulous vacation rental photographer. And we're going to hear a little bit um, from her later because she has a question for you, Jessica. Okay, I'm ready for it. <laughs> As, as I'm going through these listings, I'm just seeing this dry, boring, bland text that that would really, really turn me off. And and I'm sure you also see this over and over again. Yeah, yeah, I do. In fact, I think people see their listing description as just a hurdle to jump over. Just one more thing they have to do before getting this listing live. And I think I think that's a mistake to approach it that way. Because it can, you know, it can make a big difference when it comes down to the booking if you're reaching people at sort of a heart level. I asked a question on Twitter this morning um, that, you know, I said I was going to be talking to you and did anybody have any questions? And I, I want to just um, mention those questions at the start here because I'm pretty sure we're going to be answering them as we go through our, our discussion. Um, and then we'll revisit them at the end or if there's any that haven't been answered. Um, we'll deal sure. with them then. So having just mentioned Tyanne Marsink, her, her question is, what is the most overused word in descriptions and what are a few alternatives to use? And I think that is a great question. And that was mirrored also by Phil Schofield of Schofield's Insurance in UK, um, who said, is it okay to use the word luxury? Or should owners use alternative words? And um, and Phil asks for any examples. And the third question I got was from Jeff Kospolich. I'm hoping I'm doing that correctly, Jeff. Jeff is the Vice President and General Manager of Great Western Lodging in Breckenridge, Colorado. And he manages over 180 properties. So we'll be writing a ton of listings. And his question is, should, be, should we be writing property descriptions using the second person for example, picture yourself soaking in your own private hot tub. So three fantastic questions, and I wanted to pitch them up front so you've got a chance to perhaps um, deal with them as we go through. So really, though, those first two questions, is it okay to use luxury or should owners use alternative words? And what's the most overused word could possibly come up in the answer to my next question, which is what are the biggest mistakes you see people making in listings. Okay, great. Well, actually, coincidentally, um, I would say luxury is probably the most used cliche, vacation rental, copywriting cliche. So it kind of does double duty there. Um, and, and cliches, it's, it's a tough one because cliches 
they don't they don't stick. You hear something so much that people just kind of gloss right past it. They're not they're not they're not sitting there and considering it and picturing it. They just they just go right past it. So um, a beautiful is another one. Um, even something like centrally located, you see a lot. They, they just they don't stick. So every, everyone can say that. So you really have to come up with fresh, interesting ways of of talking about your rental that are really as concrete as possible. Um, and so I wouldn't say that there is a a word that you can use instead of luxury that it, you know it's a direct one to one word that will communicate the same thing as luxury. But what I would recommend instead is to think about how to give concrete examples of that luxury. Um, so if you, if you feel inclined to use the word beautiful, for example, pull us in by, by naming the beautiful details, whether that's you know, the local art or the handmade quilt you have on the bed. And you know, beautiful and luxury, for that matter, means different things in different properties. So you want to try to be specific and concrete, and that kind of will convey that feeling of luxury without you having to outright say it if that makes sense. So, so you're not going to use the word luxury, you're not going to use the word beautiful, but you're, you're just going to describe the, the things that are luxurious and the things it, that are beautiful. Exactly. And do so in a specific and concrete way. And also it helps to help people envision how they might use the space. So, so give an example like, um, for example, a- after a long day at Disney, come home and sink into the hot tub while the kids make one last jump into the pool. So that that's a sort of a sticky image. It, it sticks with you more than than a word like comfortable or homey, or something like that. So you're 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 sort of putting putting the proof behind it. So here's how here's how this space is is like home. But, uh, should people be um, avoiding those words altogether? That's a really good question. You know, to be completely honest, I use them sometimes. I do. I have to admit, I've used them in copy for clients. Because sometimes you just feel like you need you need just something a little more. I make sure that it's absolutely accurate for the property because not not every property that calls itself luxury is luxury, but some of them really are. And there's not if you just need that one word that really gets at something that people will understand, then then luxury sometimes is the answer. Interestingly, so I know I'm contradicting myself there, but the other the other thing of copywriting is you want to be clear. You want to be sure that people. Are, are understanding your meaning. You're not using words that people don't know. And of course, luxury does recall some very specific things for people. So in a pinch, I think using it is okay. But but for the most part, you want to think about describing the rental in a way that proves that luxury rather than just using the word as a shortcut. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> so, so could you use things like... Um imagine yourself luxuriating in a hot tub. I mean, I don't even know if luxuriating is, is, a, is a real word. Um, it, is. it is. It is. Luxuriating <laughs> in a hot tub or experience the beauty of the sunset. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think those, those work, both work quite well because you're, you're setting the scene and creating an image for people rather than something like enjoy our luxurious uh, oceanfront home with luxurious interiors, you know, it's, it's not really, it's not conveying that feeling necessarily, whereas the lines that you just quoted yeah. do. I just made those up. I was, I'm, I know that was good. I know I'm <laughs> going to use them now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, what, what other mistakes do you see people using in listings? I, I feel like some people have a tendency to try to be a little too poetic, almost a little high minded, um, a, a little Jane Eyre esque, <laughs> You know, where you're sort of using something like uh, 
Step into a magnific magnificent wonder, elegantly appointed, while rays of sunlight dance on the floor, you know. And it's just, it's not, again, that's like maybe a little too flowery, where you want to be clear and concrete. And so I definitely recommend, you know, shorter, punchy sentences, shorter paragraphs, just to help that reading experience, because we often talk about how people read online now. It's, their attention spans are, are, are micro, they're, they're so short that they... They need something to grab them right away. So maybe an alternative to the elegantly appointed magnificent wonder, something like our, our, sunny, our sunny living area is a place where you'll love to spend your downtime. It's, it's short. It's to the point. It's, it's not going to lose people in a whole jumble of words and, and commas and, and things like that. Uh, so I definitely recommend taking a look at your listing and seeing where you might be able to prune back a little bit and make sure that you're laser focused on, on the message that you're trying to, to convey and cut, cut the fluff, if you will. Uh, there's a question that I've, I've often pondered on when I'm doing my own listings for, for our agency is, do you start from the bottom? You know, is it top, up, uh, to, top down or bottom up? So, so do you start with with all the the details about about the property and how much you'd enjoy the property itself, or do you start with the area and work down to the property? I always start with what I call the unique selling points or the key selling points of the property. That has to come first because you'll lose you'll lose a lot of your audience after the first paragraph. So you want that first paragraph to really front load all of the things that makes the rental special and unique and, and standing out from its competition. In some cases, that is the location. And so, you know, you want to bring the location in right at the start. If you have a, a, great, a great location right in the center of, of a city that you know people are coming to with the intention to explore, you, you know, you want, to, you want to be as clear as possible in that first paragraph about exactly how close you are to these different amenities that people are after. And then, you know, then you can kind of start working in some other details about the property after that. So I guess to answer your question, start with whatever makes your property stand out the most, the most unique thing. And, you know, a lot of times people are after that information about the location, even if that's not exactly your strong suit. It's worth, it's worth having that close to the tops for people who are just seeking that info. Because the, uh, your listing is trying to accomplish two things, which is, Getting, get, making sure that you're conveying the information that people are, are seeking so that they, they don't get frustrated and just click off. Um, and then you're also trying to engage them to, to you know, book the property, of course. And so you want to have that emotional appeal too. And I, and I suppose it, it also depends. I mean, well, you've got to know who your guest is, who your ideal guest is and, and what they're looking for because it, it's tough to try and appeal to absolutely every demographic. Do you agree that having that focus on on the person or the family or the group that's coming to your property is is going to guide you in the right direction of, of where to start? Exactly. Yeah, I'd even go as far as to say that it can be a mistake to try to reach everybody because if you try to reach everybody, you're really not reaching anyone. You know, so if you know the people who come and stay with you most often, the sort of people who really respond to your property then you should always have them in mind when you're writing. Absolutely. I've spoken to owners who, who have pet-friendly homes, and they start by, by saying, really, that they're directing everything at the dog. And that has really great impact, because if somebody's traveling with a pet, they want their pet to be feel welcomed. And they want to, as, as a pet owner, they want to feel welcome. So if you were trying to appeal to absolutely everybody, 
you probably wouldn't be focusing on on that group. You've got to know who you're who you're appealing to and focus on that person. And of course, you could always you can change your your uh, the text of your listing uh, at any time. And I think people forget this that when they're listing, it's it's you do it once and forget. Exactly. Where in fact, you need to be continually changing it, changing it up, depend on, on what, what audience you're trying to reach at what particular time. And you can kind of do a little bit of, of a test as well. So you try one thing, see if that makes a difference with, with your bookings at all. And then if it doesn't, or you just feel like it's not working, then yeah, you just, you just change it up and see if you hit it on exactly the right thing. Yeah, this is great stuff. So when we're going to come back to headlines in a minute, because that, that's really, really important. So, so we've talked about making sure that what you are you really want to get across the key features are out there right at the very beginning uh, how long should a paragraph be good question i would say it, it really it depends on the length of your sentences so i don't want to say you know three sentences four sentences but um you, you look at maybe three three lines on the on the screen so if you're going about three lines down i would say that's a good that's a good uh, length to aim for so, so roughly three sentences, I suppose. The other thing is, is that I, I see a lot of copy these days, mostly in, in the sorts of emails that come into my inbox every day. And you probably see those too, which are very, very short sentences. And it could be just one sentence and then there's a good space and then another couple of sentences. And so, so it's all spread out. That sort of has far more impact on me than this dense text. You know, And I think anybody that is is faced with a lot of dense text is going to be put off by that. So is that another approach? Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, people when they're booking, they're often just, they kind of want to just get it done. So they don't want to spend a whole bunch of time reading along. So they see a long paragraph and they just flee, you know? Um, so absolutely. You could do a one sentence paragraph. When, when you look at a listing description specifically on a site like Homeway or VRBO, at times, having just one little sentence kind of ends up looking a little bit strange, I find. It works nice in emails and, and newsletters and things like that. But sometimes I find just having a very short one sentence on a listing site just kind of has a strange look to it, almost like it's a list. And I'm kind of picky. I don't, I don't love that. So I, I try to have a little more information in each paragraph. But the short sentence is absolutely, it's, it, it's that way of, of zeroing in on exactly what you want to say and being as succinct as possible. So I'd like to go back to Jeff's question because I th- th- that's that's a really interesting one and certainly you you answered that to some degree earlier but I want to focus a little bit more on it and and he's asking about writing in, in the second person. So he says should we be writing property descriptions using second person such as picture yourself soaking in your own private hot tub. Now, I've always been led to believe that, that the word you or yourself is very, very powerful. Um, and I'm, you know, I come from a hypnosis background. Um, I was a hypnotist for many years. And, and I know that to, to put people into a hypnotic trance, which a lot of us are in a lot of the time without even right. knowing it, we use these powerful words like imagine and picture yourself and and of course the word you how can you can you answer Jeff's question there absolutely and that's fascinating about your background it's really interesting um I, I would say absolutely use you in fact I say using all personal pronouns is a really great strategy to, to create a connection with with your potential guests so not just you but we and us and and things like that but but you do want to use you a little bit more often because that keeps it guest centered guest focused which is what you want. 
And so, yeah, you, use you, use we. Um, pretend you're talking directly to the person as if they were a friend sitting right beside you. I think that, that I think in this industry specifically, that personal connection can do so much because people are, are entrusting you with their vacation and it's a, it's a personal thing. So, so, so those strategies to keep it warm and welcoming like you, like we, like us, I think it really, it really can do a lot for you. So, so keep using you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing is just creating the image for, for the reader to climb into. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I, I love that, doing it. But it can, you, you know, you can feel a little bit awkward doing it, I suppose, just um, feeling like it's, it's false in some way. I'm sure you would support me if, if I say, just try it, try out creating, creating the picture for your, your readers uh, as if they were there. Exactly. And you don't want to overuse it. And it's kind of tough to say how much is overusing it, you know, five times, ten times. If it starts to feel like people might see through you to the sale that's going on, mm-hmm. then, then that is probably a moment to step back. Yeah. But I think if you keep it kind of like a conversation where you're not, you're not being too, I guess, too salesy, you know, the, yeah. the, you, the you use too often can, can become kind of, it has that sales impression, where, which we don't really want. I, I used a technique um, that I read of a long time ago in some listings that really have had a good impact. So I just want to run these by you. And it's by starting the listing by asking a question, what makes your dream vacation? Would it be um, sitting on the dock at night, sipping a glass of wine as the sun goes down? Would it's it be? beautiful. Um, so, I mean, it seems to work for us. And it's sort of like in asking the questions, the, the readers are asking themselves. They're going to be asking themselves those questions and say, wow, yes. Yeah, that, that would make my dream vacation. So you agree that that works too? Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot, actually. I like the strategy of starting with the question because, yeah, I guess people in the right frame of mind to then go through and read the listing and they're, they're thinking about their dream vacation as they're doing it. And, the, and, of course, the evocative – I didn't mean to cut you off with that, but the evocative description that you were, that you were reading it was beautiful. I just, yeah, I really like that a lot. Thank you. I'm going to, um, I'm going to go and start using that in every one of my <laughs> – there you go. <laughs> Let's go back to headlines because, you know, I've, I have read that, and, and I know when I look at listings, I can be completely put off by the, the old chestnut, which is four bedrooms, three bathrooms, HDTV and Wi-Fi. Okay. To me, that says absolutely zero. And I can find, well, because I've, I've already found that because I've probably done my search under how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, Wi-Fi and other amenities. So I've got to this page already because I've done my search. So it's it almost it's it's definitely overkill and, and a real waste of space. So how would you suggest people do their headlines because they've got such a small amount of text to work with? So actually, I, I'm a little bit prepared for this question because I am in the process of looking for a vacation rental in Austin, Texas, for the the Homeaway Summit. So I was doing a little bit of browsing just at the vacation rentals in Austin, and I was taking note of some of the headlines that I liked that were speaking to me. And there was a sea of what you were just talking about with the number of bedrooms, numbers of baths, and then maybe three features separated by commas. And you see it again and again, and it's one of those things that is just sticking for some reason. Um, I even have a lot of clients who who will say, well, I like your headline, but I think it should be formatted like this with with the number of bedrooms and the... But all that information is right there. So I'm definitely a fan of, of knocking that out and using the space that you have to, to, to create a feeling in a way. Um, so, so as for me, when I was looking through 
the list of, of results on, I think I was on VRBO, I, I was looking for something in South Austin, um, ideally a, just a little cottage or something, because it's just going to be me and, and maybe my significant other. So I'm looking at this, this list from both a copywriting perspective and a perspective guest perspective. Some of the ones I liked. No home is more in the heart of SoCo than this one. And that's obviously South Austin is the SoCo, and that's the thing I was looking for. So I clicked on that one. And when you go through, they actually start by describing exactly how this is the home that's most in the heart of SoCo. So that, that grabbed me. And then another one that, that got me was feel the heartbeat of SoCo at, this, at the Austin Soul House. And that one just, it kind of created a feeling of curiosity. I was wondering, what's the Austin Soul House? What does that mean? Does that mean something specific? It, was, it just piqued my interest enough that I clicked on it. So, so having a headline that can create curiosity is good. You don't want to go too far where, where people are just going to be like, what? <laughs> you know, but, but something that, that piques people's interest can definitely be uh, a good strategy for a headline. And then, and then one more that I really liked, uh, Central Austin Cottage welcomes with hip, comfortable vibe. And that one kind of had the feeling of almost like a newspaper headline. There are some words in there that I maybe flip around, but I, I liked sort of the feel of it. It had some authority behind it. So that's another one that I clicked on to, to read further. So there's a, there's a few strategies that get you beyond the traditional number of bedrooms, adjective, adjective feature, you know. Yeah, love those. Yes, it's, and, and you said you, you were interested enough to click further. And, and yeah. I think this is, this is what owners need to concentrate on as more and more properties are, are, are coming in to the market. They're going to become more competitive and, and they've got to find a way for people to actually differentiate their property from everybody else that's saying, you know, particularly in, in the sort of Florida, Orlando area, where they're all Disney villas. You know, how do you differentiate? And, and I've seen some is just watch or, or watch the Disney fireworks from our balcony. I like that one. That's uh, really good. You yeah. know, that, that is, takes you right there. You're on the balcony. You're watching the fireworks every night. It packs a lot in there, too, because it's also describing how close you are to Disney. And in addition to that lovely image of watching the fireworks from the comfort of your, of your own balcony. So, yeah, yeah that, that works on a, a couple levels. So, so it's, it's all about being really creative and, and also, once again, knowing who your audience is, knowing who you're targeting. So it could be with some of these big Disney villas, which are, which are a welcoming um, multi-generational families, where, where perhaps grandparents are paying. And I know that because I'm a grandparent and, and I can see this happening at some point. So, you know, it could be that you've got grandparents going who aren't going to be interested in going to Disney, but they're going to be there. And the golf course might be the most important thing. So backing onto golf course within driving distance of Disney could be so much better than six bedrooms, four bathrooms. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's all about being creative, knowing who your audience is. So, so that's great. And I'd, I'd love to, you know, for, for my listeners out there, if you've got creative headlines, please let us know. And, you know go into the show notes uh, for this episode and send us the link to your listing so we can take a look at your headlines. And uh, that, that would be great. And I, I, think, um, oh, I think maybe we should do a competition. So... Um, the best headline gets something. I'm not sure what it is at the moment. As this interview goes on, I shall probably come up with something. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'll um, keep an eye on that one. 
Okay, so my next question covers owner bios. The you know about the owner. A lot of a lot of owners skip their about the owner section, and I don't know why that is. Because in these days of relationship marketing, it is so important. And then sometimes you know when they have done a bio, it's it's so brief. And it just says we've owned the property since such and such a time, since since two thousand and seven, and we really love it here. How can an owner write a compelling story? What? How long should it be? And and what should they put in it? Great question, and I agree completely. I think of ignoring that section is a mistake, and I think one reason why people do that is sort of a hesitancy to to be too personal. And they think, oh, people don't care about that. But they, but they absolutely do. Especially as, you know, I'm a millennial, so I'm of that group that we really, we really crave that personal connection when we're, when we're booking a vacation. We want to know who the owner is. And I sort of see them as part of the destination, really. Even if they're not there, even. They, they know the place, and they can give you insights as someone who knows a place very well. And, you know, you've got people who are booking vacation rentals to just relax and and play in the pool, and, and not, they're not really concerned with living like a local, necessarily. Um, you have to be mindful of who your guests are, of course, but I think there's a real shift toward uh, wanting to, to have a connection with a place and, and connect with the feeling of a place. So, actually, I think, I think it's Home Away that has some, some sort of guidance in the bio section, like wh- why, this, why this location? And I think answering those are actually that, that gets you a lot of the way because you're you're explaining um, what you love about the place, your connection to it, in a way that also then becomes becomes relevant to your guest. You know, so uh, and and you do want to make sure your bio is kind of kind of going back to the guest experience a little bit. But and like a great example would be you were talking about the the dog friendly thing. So if you have a little bit about your dog that you love and. And that sort of biographical detail, but then explain how your love of dogs prompted you to, to create this ideal pet-friendly rental, you know, this dog haven. And so you kind of use that to, to leverage that idea of what your guests can discover at your, at your property. I think that, that can be a really good strategy. Um, or, if there's a, or if there's an interesting story about your rental that people might be interested in. Like I, ha- I had a client at one time who told me that, that having his vacation rental really saved his life because it allowed him to leave behind a, a stressful corporate career that was really, it was doing a number on his health, and he, he, he started a vacation rental to, you know, make some extra income and quit that job. So, I, you know, we incorporated that actually into his listing, not just, the, not just the bio, but the listing itself because it's an interesting, you know, just this little personal anecdote that explains what, what he's doing in this business in the first place. Yeah, I I love that. When when uh, when when I book vacation rentals, the, the the owner bio is is probably one of the first places I go to. I think anybody who goes to a website nowadays, I mean you you mentioned, you know, millennials do this. You go to the about us page. And Absolutely. I You know, I want to know who are the people behind any company, not just a vacation rental. So it makes it so much more important when when what you're offering is 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 a home it's somebody that people are going to move into and want to feel comfortable in they that that they know who owns it otherwise it's almost like a hotel you know it's impersonal it's sterile um there is there there is little personality about it so so yes i always look for the owner bio and i in fact 
At times, I won't even move on if there isn't one. So, so thanks for 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 your um, suggestions on how they can create that compelling story. That's fantastic. So, if if an owner has been listening or a manager has been listening to this and they think, oh, I need to refresh my listings now, can you give them a a couple of tips for what they could do today to go and make a couple of changes. Great. Yeah, I would say, um, well, well, first of all, I actually created a, a PDF that answers some of these questions of how to revitalize your listing in less than one hour. So I believe that will be posted below this podcast, I think. It will be. It will be at the, it's, it's a free download and it will be end of the, at the end of the show notes. So that, that's going to help them to do these, do some changes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the things I have on there are just, you know, things that you can do if you just take an hour this afternoon, um, and, and just do a quick little makeover. And we talked about headlines. That's a good one. Just try some new things with your headlines. Uh, go, go back to your bio, make some, make some short little changes maybe to, to create a guest focused bio. Um, and we didn't really talk about photo captions. I think they are actually quite important as well because people, they click, they click for a combination of the headline, the image, and the price probably. And then once they're in there, they want to they immediately know as much as possible about the property, so they start clicking through the photos. And so those captions, people, people do read them. So uh, I would suggest taking a look at your captions and making sure that they're nice and sharp and interesting and, and really complement the images themselves. So, so not having stuff. a picture of a bedroom that says master bedroom. Exactly, exactly. Or you can say master bedroom, but give us something else too, you know. King size, king size bed in the ocean, ocean view master bedroom or something like that. Probably get a little more creative than that. But, you know, having something that gives us a little bit of information that we can't glean from just the photo itself. So instead of you know? well-equipped kitchen, you could perhaps say, you know, cook up a storm. Yes. Um, or enjoy our recipe books or every, you know, whatever you need for kids baking in this great kitchen or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You're thinking about how people could potentially use that room rather than just, you know, slapping the name of it on there. You kind of create that, that feeling, that image. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, people do tend to, to keep to that you know, very limited, um, limited description. You know, this is bedroom two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's a fan, that, that's a wonderful tip. Um, you know, I, I like that. Um, what else? We didn't want to cut you off there. Oh, no problem. Uh, I think also just looking at the length of your of your paragraphs. Since we're since we're looking at a one hour or less fix, we won't necessarily get into editing the sentences. But if you go in and take a look at your at your paragraphs, and if you've got a big wall of text, just go in and, and hit enter a few times. And you want to try to find a moment in the text that it feels right to to break it up. So you kind of have to look at it and say, well, am I going to be, am I going to be interrupting my thought by moving this down a paragraph? But if you find it, if you find a moment to break that, that feels right, maybe you're moving on to talking about a different area of the house or, or something like that, then, you, you know, go ahead and hit enter so that you're breaking up the reading experience a little bit more. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, so just, just to remind you, go to the bottom of the show notes, there will be a link to um, Jessica's download that has a, a ton of tips for uh, for you to take just a quick, as, as she said, hour, just an hour, go through your listing, make these changes, then see what the impact is. 
Talk, exactly. Talking about impact, the impact of copywriting, listings aren't the only place. Where else can uh, owners make an impact with copywriting? Great question. I actually, I find, I feel like I find something new every day. A new, a new, you know, client approaches me with a, with a, a copy need that I never even thought of. But some of the ones that, that I think people would really benefit from, from taking a look at is their blogs. So you need to have, if you do have a blog and you're starting up a blog, you want to make sure that you have good content on there so people can share it and drive traffic. So that's, that's an important place for, for good copy if, if you've got a blog. Another one would be inquiry responses. People might think of those as just, you know, just an email that they're sending, but it's actually quite important. And what you write there can, can really make a difference in a, in a booking or not. Um, so for some, for some owners, I do a template if they've got a large volume, if they're, if they're a management company, for example, you really want to get a great template for different situations. And then, you know, you have that to make your life easier, but then you also have something that is sure to, to engage people, you know? So that's another spot. Um, insider guys are, are a nice touch and, and, you know, where you're talking about your rental, whether it's on your website or you do something a little fancier and, and have it in your in your home as a as a hard copy. Having having some good writing there, I think, can really uh, you know really grab people. So 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 the writing that get, getting the writing right touches absolutely every aspect of of the vacation rental business. It really does, and I think it goes back to that personal thing we were talking about. It's such a, a personal industry, and it's an that's one of the advantages over the the hotel experience that. Your copy is really your opportunity to show people that, hey, like I'm, I'm a person. We're having a, we're having a little business transaction here, but we're also, you know, we're, we're helping each other out too, in a way. You know, you're helping someone have a great vacation, and they're helping you, you know, have a, have a little bit of extra income from your, from your rental property. Yeah. So it's, it's a feel good kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and it's all about building that connection and about that relationship. We're, we're moving on here, and I just want. To- to give you some time to tell us about Guest Hook. Um, I'd mentioned in the introduction, I, and I did say, you know, Andy McNulty needs no introduction because he's been on this show a couple of times. You, you have partnered up with Andy in Guest Hook. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, th- thanks for asking about that. Um, so, so at a point about last year, about this, maybe a little bit later than this time of year, I started realizing that I was very busy <laughs> Uh, there, there's actually a great need out there for vacation rental copywriting. And then Andy happened to approach me at the right moment. He had an idea of of creating a, you know, kind of a small agency. And I thought, well, that's great because I, I'm having trouble finding the time for things like social media and blogging and things that would build my own my own business because I'm so focused on working in the business and helping people with our copy. And I thought, this could be great. So, so we, you know, we created a very small copywriting business called Guest Hook, where it's he and I and just a few well-vetted writers that, that I've, that actually know personally. And we, you know, we help people, we can help people at a, a bit of a larger scale. So we work with a lot of property managers who have a ton of properties and need a good deal of copy, but they want something quality. And so they'll, they'll bring us on to help. And the best thing is that we can, I can finally start doing things that add, add value to the vacation rental community. People who want to learn things, I can write blog posts, and, and we do that for guest talk. We try to do that, you know, quite often. And things like this podcast, it's, it's been a great, a great thing with, with guest talk, giving me the chance to do that. But we do, we do everything from, from blogs to property descriptions to insider guides 
you know, full color insider guides and pretty much any copy need you have, just throw it, throw it at us. We could probably handle it. <laughs> that that's fantastic. So I, you know, I know you're. Go- are you going to be there at um at the VRMA conference in New Orleans? Yes, yes, we'll both be there. We're gonna have a little a little booth and we'll be meeting people and so yeah. Well, will I, you be there? I will indeed. So we, I will meet you in person. We'll we'll get a drink. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. <laughs> For anybody who is going to the Vacation Rental Managers Association conference in New Orleans, make sure you go to the guest hook booth and say hello to Jessica and Andy. They would love to meet you. So where else can people find you, Jessica? Okay. So so guest hook is on Twitter uh, at guest hook. Our website is guesthook.com. And then I have my own Twitter as well, at Jessica Vosel, and that's V-O-Z, like zebra, E-L, and, and then my website, jessicavosel.com. So those are the best ways to, to get a hold of us. And I will put all of those at the end of the show notes. So, And I'm hoping you're going to go there because um, so you can pick up this, uh, this download and also to, um, to let us know your headlines. And, and I've just thought of the prize for the best headline – um, the best headline that Jessica and I um, see coming in over the next couple of weeks, um, I will give away a copy of my hypnotic writing ebook that that really draws on sort of philosophy of hypnosis, the, the subconscious mind to to create good writing and good copy. So does that that sounds like a good one, doesn't it? Because it um, it uh, it relates very well. Perfect. Excellent. So Jessica, um, thank you so much for for joining me. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to to have you on. I love talking about writing. It, it's something that has been a passion of mine for a long, long time, and and it really drives me. And it's uh, it's just great to to talk to people who have such a passion uh, as well. Thank you, Heather. I, I had a blast talking with you. <laughs> Well, I'll see you next month. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you so much for that, Jessica. There's something so magical about the written word and it has such power to draw us in and and create create the dream. And we have that power. All we have to do is to spend a little bit of time on it, concentrate on what we're doing, and really put ourselves into the shoes of the guest, that specific guest, that one who is going to book and talk directly to them. I think that was the big, big message that came out of that, um, of that discussion with Jessica. It's about talking to your guest in your writing. So please take up the challenge and do the hour um, makeover. Go to cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS095 and um, download the helpful document that Jessica has supplied to assist you in doing that makeover. And of course, go to the show notes and put a comment in with a link to your listing so we can go and have a look at your headline. And as I said, the, um, the best headline that Jessica Selects is going to win a copy of my ebook, uh, Hypnotic Language for Vacation Rental Listings. So, thank you once again for being with me, for listening. It's been an absolute delight to be with you, and I'll look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. 
Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.